welcome to the monthly Skill Bites show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have with us Doug Forrester. Doug is a coach and podcasting producer and host. Since 2009, he has interviewed over 700 guests, including New York Times bestselling authors and Academy Award winners. His passion is helping coaches, speakers, and authors to expand their reach and boost their books and blogs through the power of podcasting. His show, Creating Change, can be heard on Empower Radio and iHeartRadio and The Coach Sings Show. Uh, The Coach Sings Show can be heard on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Doug, we're so pleased to have you with us today. Thank you very much. I'm uh, really grateful to be here. Thank you. Could you start us off by explaining what is a podcast and how exactly a podcast can help us get the word out about our books. Well, thank you. Yes, and I'm, I'm glad you, you started with that question, what is a podcast? Because uh, sometimes, a lot of times when I say to people, and they say, what do you do? And I say, well, you know, I help people start podcasts, and they, they just look at me. <laughs> they have no idea. They say, well, well, what is that, right? So let me just say a little bit about what a podcast is. Um, uh, first of all, a podcast could be video or audio, but primarily today I'm talking about audio. Um, and um, it is a it's, it's a recorded audio that people can listen to. So then the next question is, well, how is a podcast different from, let's say, a teleseminar, right, or an audio series? So the other piece that's really crucial about a podcast is that it's a recorded audio that or recorded it's, it's a recorded episode that people can subscribe to. And I think that's the biggest difference about a podcast versus. Uh, let's say, you know, taking some audio, putting it up on your website or sending it out to your list. So I would say when when I talk about a podcast today, what I'm really talking about is a recorded audio that people can subscribe uh, and listen to on their iPhones, on their Androids, um, on their iPads, um, pretty much any kind of device uh, that, they, that they can access the Internet, uh, they can download your podcast. The... Um, so, so thank you for yeah, thank you for the the question about what is a podcast. Just so you know, I think that's an important question. Um, your second part was the question about how can a podcast benefit authors, right? Right, because um, you help authors boost their books through the power of podcasting. And right. uh, how do you do that? Sure. So what what I think is the um, what I think is is the real value of podcasting for authors. Is that, um, and certainly, you know, you have much more expertise when it comes to um, authorship uh, than I do. So I'd be interested to hear your feedback about this. But the more that we can engage someone and they feel like they know us, you know, that if the idea of a podcast is that it, it gets uh, people to know, like, and trust you, um, and it's a it's a way that people can hear your voice. And so when people can hear your voice and they can hear the inflection in your voice. Um, it, it, it becomes a way to connect with your ideal listeners uh, who are also your ideal readers 
And so um, I'll talk about several ways in which um, a podcast can benefit an author, but, but the overarching theme is the idea that by creating some type of podcast that, number one, is not just reading your book out loud. That's, that would be like a book on tape, and that's great, but that's not a podcast. But it's truly, um, it's truly something that gives your audience, that gives your readers um, a greater sense of who you are and, and, and your, literally your voice and metaphorically your voice, that people then are more likely to want to take the next step and check out your book and books um, because they feel like they have, this, they have this interaction with you. Okay. So how do you create a podcast? Absolutely. So um, there, there's different, we'll talk about different kinds of podcasts, but the, um, quite simply, I mean, if you're doing a podcast that is a solo podcast where it's just you speaking, right, it's, it's you talking directly to your listener um, or to your, you know, your readers, the, uh, you can record a podcast just right on your, um, actually from your iPhone, you know, from your phone. Uh, I say iPhone, but I just mean your smartphone. Uh, from a smartphone, um, or you can record onto your um, computer with, um, with a, a, um, a USB microphone, so a microphone that plugs into the side of your computer. You don't need a lot of fancy equipment um, to do a podcast. So it's really, you can record the podcast, and then what, what makes it a podcast is a piece about you, you then distribute that um, in uh, places like iTunes. Uh, many people probably have at least heard of iTunes. Um, you know, as iTunes is a big, really giant place for podcasts, um, where people can, you know, they can um, access your podcast. Um, so, so the the way to get started, really, in terms of you know how do you record a podcast, um, is it really is as simple as recording an audio on your computer, let's say, um, with a you know a plug-in microphone, and then you're going to want to also create um, what's called an intro and an outro, like you see, like in a radio show, where there's a um, you know a, a, a voiceover at the beginning and the end with music, um, and I can share with your listeners how to get that done for ten dollars. Very simple. Okay. And um, how easy is it to um, to get your podcast on iTunes? And is there are there any other places that people should consider? Yes. Um, so it's, it's very easy to get your podcast on iTunes. Um, you, you need what's called an RSS feed. Now, for those people that have blogs, they probably will be familiar with RSS feeds. Um, I, th- I believe it stands for a real simple syndication. Um, and an RSS feed basically just allows people to subscribe. Uh, this RSS feed exists for blogs as well as podcasts and allows people to subscribe. Once you have that RSS feed, um, and that uh, you, once you have that set up, um, you, w- that you will need a hosting service. Um, you will need to host your um, your audio somewhere. And um, what I recommend is using a service called Libsyn. It's L-I-B, as in boy, S-Y-N. Uh, Libsyn stands for Liberated Syndication. And um, if you um, host your audio on Libsyn, you will you will automatically get an RSS feed, and it takes uh, under five minutes. You know, once you have that RSS feed and you have everything set up, it takes under five minutes to submit a show to iTunes. It's, it's very simple. Um, okay. So as far as are there any 
any costs? Um, there are some costs to, um, uh, I suppose it's, it's, I've heard people say it's possible to do a podcast entirely for free. I don't think that's true, but the costs are very minimal when you think about, um, you know, compared to what it could cost to do other forms of content. So your costs would be, I would say that um, your ongoing costs or your startup costs would be uh, certainly you could start a podcast for under $40. Um, and your ongoing cost would be like if you're using a hosting service, it's uh, anywhere from five to fifteen dollars a month for your hosting service. Um, but that's really about it. I mean, your ongoing costs are really about you know maximum fifteen dollars a month, um, and your total startup costs, which includes you know doing um, podcast cover and um, an introduction and outro for your, um, you really can get started for forty dollars and have an ongoing podcast for, you know, as little as $5 a month. Um, so it's not, it, it, podcasting, I really like podcasting for that reason as well, that it's a very uh, guerrilla, you know, effect, cost-effective way to market yourself. Okay. So how do you use a podcast? You want to, for instance, grow your list or, um, or promote your book or whatever. See, and this is where people really, this is where people miss the mark. There are a ton of people who um, who started podcasts, uh, and uh, I often say that, you know, iTunes is the place where podcasts, uh, you know, it's just littered with the graveyard of dead podcasts, and you'll see that people start a podcast, and, and then they, they do a couple episodes, and they, they don't see any benefit, they stop, which is understandable, because if you're not seeing any benefit from it, why would you do it? So it's important to be strategic and understand what a podcast can and can't do, and, and that, I'll talk about that uh, today as well. Um, what a podcast can do is it can help you really hone your voice. Um, it can help you. It can help you get your message across in a fun, entertaining, and engaging way. Um, and it can also be the beginning of a journey that invites people to a closer relationship with you. So it's a, it's a way to connect. It's a very low-risk way for people to connect with you uh, because they can listen to a podcast for free. They can listen to it on their own time. They can, you know, forward it, rewind it. You know, I say rewind. <laughs> you can tell my age. Um, you know, <laughs> they can uh, skip wherever they want to skip to. Um, and so it, it's a very low-risk way to connect with people. But you have to have um, you have to have a um, a strategy for you know bringing your listeners from a podcast to a closer relationship with you, like what you were saying about building your list. Um, you don't want to just stay in a relationship with your listeners where they listen to your podcast and that's it, because then you, you can't have that interaction with them. Right. So what do you do? What right? What do you recommend? So, there's several ways to do this. Um, you know, one thing you can do is that on, on each podcast, one, one thing that many people do is they have show notes, and so or they recommend resources. So, for example, like you know, today I'll talk about some resources with you, right? Like Libsyn and other things. And so, you know, you might talk about if you, let's say that you're a health coach and your book is about health, and you do a podcast and you talk about different resources. Well, I'm listening to that on the podcast, but I don't necessarily want to go write all that stuff down. So you could have a show notes for each episode and you say, you set up a page and say, you know, if you'd like the show notes, 
just visit this page. And of course, you know, people then enter their, their name and email and that builds your list. So that's one way to build your list with a podcast. Um, and of course, from there, you would do all the things that, you know, one would do building your list, uh, you know, nurturing a relationship with them over time. But uh, that is a very simple way to, to, uh, to invite people into a closer relationship with you from a podcast is offering them uh, the show notes or a list of resources that you mentioned um, or transcript of the episodes. You know, if you um, do a very short, um, if you do a very short podcast, it wouldn't be very expensive to, uh, to have those transcribed. And that's something that you could offer as well um, to, your, to your list. Um, another strategy is to create a community um, around your podcast so that uh, many people that I've coached have created communities. And so, uh, you know, they use the podcast in a way to invite people into a bigger movement. And then they might create a Facebook page um, and have a group and invite people onto their Facebook page um, as a way to, um, you know, as a, as a way to create that community. So, so that's another, you know, that's another way is to think about, you know, how can I create, so you've written a book about being healthy and that's great. But if you can use a podcast to create a bigger movement around being healthy, um, that, that can really help bring people in, in a bigger way because people love to be part of a movement. Okay. That makes sense. Any other strategies? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the other one that I like a lot, quite honestly, that, that I use myself is that uh, one of the other big, big things about podcasting that I think is, is um, very powerful is to, it's a great way to connect with other people. Like you and I are having this conversation and we met um, on a podcast, right? We met because, um, I mean, we talked before, but um, you were a guest on, on the Coach Tim show and that's how we initially connected. That's right. So if you're doing an interview-based podcast where you're interviewing other people, um, you can then, on the back end of that, create webinars or teleseminars uh, that allow you to partner with people um, who might not initially agree to be on a webinar with you, but they would agree to be on a podcast with you because, because a podcast is, um, is distributed um, especially for people that don't have big lists yet, you can build up, you know, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 listeners through distributing your podcast much more quickly than you can build up a list of three or 4,000 people. And it allows you to partner with people at a much higher level than you would be able to partner with probably if you just reached out to people um, just saying, hey, would you like to be on a webinar with me? So using a podcast as a platform to connect with thought leaders in your field will help you to gain more visibility and credibility, which in turn, as an author, of course, you know, helps with your, um, you know, helps with your, uh, with your books as well. So that, for me, has been um, absolutely uh, a, a, one of the biggest ways in which I've grown online is that I've seen the relationships I've developed from podcasting have been invaluable to me. And um, so, so that, that's, a, that's a very big... Um, I'll actually say one more thing about that which is that if you're writing a new book or you're going to be bring your book back out again um, and you do interview people and you have thought leaders in your field, um, you know, I now have people who are, you know, New York Times bestselling authors who uh, I'm coming out with a book in 2015 and I have, you know, really, really, you know, top level 
um, amazing people who are willing to write a forward or write a review for me because of those relationships I've developed from podcasting. So that can be a really, um, I would definitely encourage authors to think about that piece of it as well, the relationship piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting strategy. Um, I'll share with you one other sort of ninja thing with your listeners um, that I don't know that I don't know anyone else who's doing it this way, which is the other question that people ask me is, and, and my coaching clients sometimes ask me is about, um, well, what if I don't want to do an interview? So does that mean I can't connect with people? And the answer is, uh, you absolutely can do a solo podcast and still use it to expand your reach. And here's here's a way to do that. So what you do is you actually um, you know, look for thought leaders that you really admire in your field. And uh, people that, especially that are complementary to you, they don't do exactly what you do, but they, so if you're, if you're someone who is um, a health coach that works with um, helping fight obesity, and then you find somebody who is a, um, you know, somebody who's a thought leader in um, nutrition or something, but your thing is, is fitness. And so you don't do exactly the same thing, but you serve a similar market. What you can do is, um, you know, find a blog post or, you know, some of their content that you found really useful, one of their books maybe, and you can, um, in your podcast, you can do a podcast um, adding, you know, reflecting on, interacting with their content, and then, you know, and do this in a, obviously, in a, in a um, authentic way, you know, not a way that you're... Um, not a manipulative way. You want to come from a really authentic place of, you know, find people you really admire and that you really do think are authentic values, and then do a podcast interacting and reflecting on their on their work. Put it up on your website. Put a link to their blog or their book, and then send them a, a personal email saying, um, "I just wanted to let you know I really, you know, I, your, your work has meant a lot to me, and um, and I actually did a podcast." Um, episode I featured I featured your book and your work to my podcast listeners um, and it's available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio I thought you might want to take a look at it um, if you got an email like that what would be your response to well I'd probably want to listen to it and get back in touch with the person and uh, get to know them better right exactly so it's it's a, it's a nice sort of calling card it's a it's a way to um, it's a way to you know it's it's a way to I think one of the nice things, too, about a podcast for authors is it provides you a platform that is of value that allows you to be of service to people so that you can, from the very beginning, come from a place of being of service instead of a place of so many people online and so many people offline are always, you know, are coming from a place of how can I get this person to do this or how can I get this person to do this? And when you have a podcast, you automatically have something that you can offer a value and be of service to other people, which I think is very attractive. Um, I think it's much more attractive than thinking about what you can get from people, <laughs> certainly. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you mentioned iTunes. Are there other places to um, to go to distribute your podcast? Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you for coming back to that question. I realize we hadn't uh, covered that. So um, the one another really big place right now um, is Stitcher Radio, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, so like stitching a thread and needle. And Stitcher is a very exciting place to be because uh, Stitcher Radio is, I don't know if you're familiar with Pandora Radio, which is, um, Pandora is a, um, it it creates music channels that allows you to create Mm -hmm. your own music channels. So Stitcher Radio is similar 
allows you to, um, let's say, I'm, I'm using the health. I'll be using the health uh, analogy today. So I'm listening to health podcasts, and Stitcher Radio recognizes that I am listening to a lot of health podcasts. It will say, well, why don't you listen to Doug's podcast? Um, this, and so I can choose to add that to my playlist and subscribe to it. So it's a, it's a way to get more people into your world. Um, the Stitcher Radio will suggest your show based on people's listening uh, behavior. So obviously those people are going to be great um, great people who would be interested in your book as well, right, if you're an author, um, right. if you're a podcast. So it's a nice way to bring people who you wouldn't reach otherwise into your world. And um, what's really exciting about Stitcher Radio is that, um, uh, what, what I'm really excited about with Stitcher Radio is that the uh, it's in cars now. The new cars um, have Stitcher Radio on the dashboard. And so people can... Um, this is really going to be one of the things that's going to explode podcasting, in my in my opinion, um, is that you're going to be able to listen to just about any podcast you want easily in your car uh, within the next five years. And um, that's going to greatly Assuming you get a new car business. within the next five years. Assuming you get a new car in the next five years. <laughs> but even if you don't get a new car, even if you don't get a new car, um, there will be Bluetooth accessories that will allow you to um, listen, and there already are, you know, throw your phone on the seat, on the front seat, and then, um, and then listen through your, um, uh, you know, listen through your speakers. But you're yeah, absolutely true. You know, uh, certainly uh, you probably have to get a new car to get some of the fancier features. Okay. How about any others besides iTunes yeah. and Stitcher Radio? Yeah, iTunes and Stitcher Radio are big ones. There's another one called SoundCloud. Um, which is growing. It's in beta right now, but it is growing. And um, actually, um, a lot of musicians are becoming um, best-selling. Um, like they're going platinum from SoundCloud. And um, I, I think you know the podcasting world is not far behind with it. Uh, SoundCloud is, in, is a social. It has more of a social media type um, sharing and um, social and viral component to it. But it is a um, uh, it's, you can also put your uh, podcast on SoundCloud, um, and that is another fantastic growing place where people can find you. And again, because of that social piece where people can say, hey, I listen to this, and they can recommend it to someone else, um, it's another great sort of viral um, way to get the word out. Um, and then there are also podcast directories. There's one called podcast411.com, and it's like you know the numbers, 411, podcast411.com. Um, but I would say another really great place is your own website. And you want to have a podcast um, page on your website. And if you do use Libsyn, for example, um, if you do use Libsyn, you um, can put a player, um, you know, like a little, a little player on your, on your website, and people can play the uh, podcast or download them right from your website so that draws traffic your site, you know, and, and ultimately that's always a great place that you want to bring back people to is your own site, right, where you show your books and your blog and your services, um, you know, that that's a great place to be. So, you know, you don't want to forget about um, having it on your own, um, your own website as well. So you bring people um, back there. Mm -hmm. I um, actually, it's interesting because from the time that there's been so many um, podcasting is still very much um, a, a field that's really
really developing, and there's been a very interesting. I'll share with uh, with you uh, with uh, listeners about. There's been another really interesting development um, in the podcasting world that I think is also. Um, it's uh, it does cost some money, but uh, for the right person, it can be worth it. Uh, there's a new program called Audello. It's A U D E L L O A U D E L L O, and I've actually started using it myself. And Audello is a um, allows you to launch a podcast in probably um, you could really launch a podcast easily within under an hour, and distribute it to iTunes and distribute it to Stitcher Radio. Um, Audello kind of automates the entire process. And one of the nice things about Audello is that they have a um, you can create pages um, where you have your audio. Um, it can you can have opt-in forms on your page. And there are sharing, there's a viral component. So, you, you, you know, people can listen to your podcast and then click on share on Google+, Plus, share on Facebook, share on Twitter. Uh, these Odello pages, I think, are very powerful. Um, I'm really interested to see where this goes. But I think that that's another uh, nice way that you can, um, you could put these um, links to these Odello players on, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Facebook. And um, again, it's just another way to, to get the word out there about, you know, who you are as an author and, and what you do. Okay. You said there was a cost component to that? Yeah. Adelo is a bit more uh, pricey than, you know, I was saying, like, you know, you, you don't need Adelo. You could start a podcast for under $40 and less than, you know, as little as $5 a month. Adelo is, um, I believe right now, it's 297 a month. Not, I'm sorry, not 297 a month. 297 for a lifetime license, um, and I think they let you split that up over three months. So um, I think it's like 97 dollars a month for three months, something like that. Um, so it, you know, it's um, it's a bit more of an investment, but it also, um, you know, like I said, it's not necessary. But uh, but I wanted to just let listeners uh, know about it because it is a. Um, I do think that it's a. Uh, uh, there are some, some nice features, um, but you don't have to get started with Adelo. You can get started on your own, and then you can switch your podcast later to Adelo if you decide to. Okay. Um, are there different formats involved with podcasts, and how do you choose yeah. the best one? Sure. Um, so, yes, there are different uh, podcasting formats, and um, there's basically the way I see it sort of three different ways you could do a podcast. One is a solo podcast, which is, you know, it's me speaking. Hi, my name is Doug, um, and I have a podcast like that. The other kind is an interview-based podcast, which is, uh, you know, kind of like, in a way, what you and I are doing now, which is an interview with someone. Um, and then the third one is, is a hybrid of the two, where, you know, every, maybe every other episode, you interview someone, and, you know, one episode is you, one episode is um, an interview, and, and that works well. I'm finding that that works well for a lot of people um, that I've worked with as well. That, that hybrid is working nicely. Um, so those are the different ways. The one of the questions I get asked a lot is, so what what should I choose, right? And I think it really, honestly, before anything else, you have to look at one question first and foremost, which is, do you enjoy interviewing people? Because if the answer is no, then don't do it. You know, not everyone enjoys interviewing people, and it, it feels like it's going to be pulling nails, you know, out of your fingertips to um, 
to interview people, then don't do that. Because it has to be, first and foremost, it has to be fun. You're not going to do this if it's not fun. And, um, and podcasting can be tremendously fun and, and addicting once you start doing it. Um, so, number one is, if you don't enjoy interviewing people and the thought of that just makes you sick to your stomach, then don't do it. Do a solo podcast. Uh, conversely, if you hate just speaking into a computer without any other feedback, some people who are really extroverts, uh, I'm fairly comfortable either way. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, I, I'm never at a loss for words. So I don't mind either way. You know, I can do both. But uh, mm-hmm. some people really hate. Some people really hate. Just they feel like I need the other person in order to have that energy. And so in that case, you know, do an interview. Um, and then you know, some people feel like I'm comfortable either way. And then you know, you could you can really do a um, hybrid type um, hybrid type uh, podcast. Right. Right. And I suppose you could have even more than two people. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I've done interviews with several people. Um, you know, you can do that by having them call into a conference line um, or on Skype. You know, it, allow, it can allow you to record you know, several people at once. So absolutely, you could record more than um, you could do even a panel with people if you wanted to um, or have a co-host and interview people. So then you always have at least three people on. And uh, are there platforms that you suggest if you want to do um, the video podcast? Right. So if you're going to do video, then you absolutely want to put those videos on YouTube, right? I mean, YouTube is, you know, YouTube is the biggest video channel out there. And so if you're going to do a video podcast, I would say that um, uh, one thing you can do is if you use Google Hangouts or a Google Hangouts plugin. Uh, right, there's lots of these plugins out there um, that use Google Hangouts, um, but you can just use a regular Google Hangout, and you know Google Hangouts automatically records to YouTube, and so you can, um, you know, you can do these videos, put them up, and then you can still strip the audio out of the videos, right? You can have um, you can have this done uh, pretty inexpensively, where you go on um, like Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Um, or like elance.com, E-L-A-N-C-E.com. And so uh, people will take the audio out for you. And you can have a video podcast, which you actually, by the way, you can create um, an RSS feed for a video and create a video podcast on on iTunes. So you can have an iTunes podcast that's a video. Um, And you could also have the audio as well. Now, why would I recommend doing the audio as well if you already have video? And the reason is, I believe that audio is still the most flexible form of content that's out there. You know, when you think about people taking in content, we all take in content in different ways. Some people are really visual, right? Some people are really auditory. Uh, some people love, you know, live. They just do live. Um, but a podcast, you know, you can listen to a podcast while you work out. You can listen to a podcast while you, you know, audio, audio while you drive. You can listen to an audio while you wash your dishes. Um, Video, blogging, reading is more limited, right? It's, it's, you, you can't, um, you have to um, stop a bit more, which is good, but it's not as flexible as audio. Okay. So I really like, so I say, you know, if you were going to do video, um, you'll still, you want to put it on YouTube, and that's a great place to be. Google loves YouTube, right? Uh, you'll show up high in the Google search. Because Google loves YouTube, 
um, because Google owns YouTube. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, but you can also create a, uh, you can also actually, um, you can actually distribute that on iTunes as well as a video podcast and also create an audio podcast. Well, now, I had heard that um, there were some problems with Google Hangouts, with um, particularly with um, some folk, I think they were from Russia, somehow getting into, through Google Hangouts, into people's computers and stealing information and things like that. Wow, I, I had... I had not heard that, but honestly, I wouldn't suggest that people start with video because video is harder to do, and audio is more simple. You know, we've all pretty much, I mean, the nice thing about an audio is, I mean, I don't have any hair for those who see the picture of me, you know, so I never have a bad hair day, but, um, you know, if you're having a bad hair day or um, you're like, oh, God, I've got to, you know, there's, there's stuff you have to do before you do the video, right? you got to, like, you know, where am I going to put the camera, the lighting? Um, right. So yeah, I mean, Google Hangouts has its quirks, and it's it's not. That's why I recommend people start with audio, is because it, it's just a lot easier. Um, it, it's a lot easier to do, and um, and again, I think you know people, your people hearing your voice. Uh, there's something really powerful about hearing your voice, and what will happen is when they read your book, they will. It's like they will hear you saying it. Um, and and that makes it um, a more personal experience, I think. Hmm, okay. Now, are there ways that you can monetize your podcast? Yes, and um, I will say right off the bat that I don't. Um, I've never sold sponsorship on any of my podcasts. Um, I know it is possible, but I'm not going to. Um, you know, I'm, I try to be very transparent, and I'm not going to like talk about making money on sponsorship from podcasts when it's not something I've ever done. Um, so, you know, there are people who talk about that and are much wiser than I, and I, I'll, I'll leave that to them. But I don't think you need to sell sponsorship for a podcast. I don't think that's the way to monetize a podcast. For most authors who I think most of the people that, you know, from the sense I get, it's kind of like a book. You know, um, how many authors make tons of money off their book sales, right? Is that like... I'm going to focus on my book sales. I'm going to make my monetization strategy is like, what would you say to someone today who says, I'm going to make my monetization strategy is I'm going to sell so many books that I'm going to live in a mansion. I would say good luck to you. That's not <laughs> typical. And you're probably going to need to spend more money in marketing to get those sales up than you would make from the sale of your book. Yeah. So that's exactly what I would say about a podcast. Good luck to you. There are people who do it, but you're going to have to spend so much money promoting that podcast that it's going to cost you more money than you sold in sponsorship. So uh, instead, you know, it's very similar in a way to, to a book. I mean, the monetization comes, and this has been my experience, the monetization, people say, well, do you make any money from podcasting? Well, the answer is yes and no. Do I make any money directly from my podcast? No, I, I don't make money directly from my podcast. Do I monetize my podcast? Yes. And the way to do that uh, for someone that is a, um, uh, you know, someone that is an author, you know, coach, speaker, hybrid, I think, you know, um, is to create uh, a back end for your podcast. So you have, um, you know, the best way that I know how to do it is to, it is a journey. You know, it's, 
inviting people to a deeper relationship with you. So, um, first of all, one of the simple ways is when you connect with thought leaders in your industry and you have podcasts up there with you having conversations with thought leaders in your industry, then that, um, that raises your credibility and visibility, right? Which in turn allows you to raise your coaching rates, your speaking rates. So that's one simple, like immediate monetization strategy that people often overlook. Um, but the other way is that, you know, you're inviting people from your podcast onto your, you know, onto your list by offering them some giveaway, whether it's a show notes, a transcript, um, some type of resources, and then uh, having, you know, some, uh, so some service or product or program uh, that relates to your podcast. Because what's so powerful is if you have 4,000 or 5,000 downloads a month, of your podcast, and some of the people that I, you know, work with have thirty thousand plus downloads a month of their podcast. Those are people who've raised their hand and they said, "I'm interested in this topic, and I at least like you enough to take some action." <laughs> you know, that's very powerful. So um, the monetization comes in by you. You've got to develop a closer relationship with those people, and what that means is you've got to bring them off your podcast. Um, Onto uh, you know onto your list or into a Facebook group where you can interact with them and nurture a relationship over time, and that that is you know one of the most powerful ways to uh, um, to monetize a podcast. Um, another really great way to monetize a podcast is if you're doing interviews, um, you can do joint ventures with the people who um, with people that you interview. And that can be very lucrative too, because um, and can really help you kind of jump ahead, um, because you'll be able to have access to people that you know uh, you probably wouldn't have access access to otherwise. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really powerful strategy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that has been how I've built my entire. You know, I I, I did this in a very slow, painful way. You know, I'm one of those people I just need to like. I just need to bang my head against the wall for a while until I got it. And um, that's why you lost all your hair. <laughs> I think so. I think that did it. And so, um, so I, you know, I, I spent years um, really promoting other people without ever. I never like asked for anything in return, and I just promoted people, which in a way wasn't bad because I built up so much goodwill over the years. But when I finally realized, okay, wait a minute, you know, I do really want to like. I really want to make money and I want to have a sustainable business from, you know, coaching, speaking and writing. Um, so I started to reach out to people and, um, and now I'm creating products with people that already have um, a lot of platforms. And then that's helped me get platforms very quickly. So people are like, where'd you come from? You came from nowhere. Well, I didn't come from nowhere. I actually have been, you know, podcasting for years and developing these relationships with people for years, but um, but I was able to get out of the gate much more quickly because of you know I, I, if I had been more strategic and understood what I was doing in the beginning, you know six years ago I would have come out even quicker. But um, but you know like I said we, we go through what we need to learn. But the joint venture piece is something that I definitely think is one of the big pieces about podcasting. And um, I'll actually say one more thing about that, which is. Um, well, actually, you know what? I'll I'll leave that because we're going to talk about expanding your reach. But yeah, those are some powerful uh, monetization strategies for podcasting. Right. Well, you anticipated where I'm going next, which is 
you talked about having four or five thousand or even thirty thousand downloads of your podcast. How do you grow your subscription? How do you get people to know about your podcast so that you can expand your reach? Sure. So, um, so a couple of different ways. Um, one way that is um, is really great. Again, if you're doing an interview, is interview leaders in your field that already have a lot of platforms. Those people are going to send out um, because they already have a lot of platforms. They're going to send it out to their. Um, they're going to send it out to their list. But I'll. I'll Share with you a great way, especially for authors, um, where you can really expand your reach. And uh, not only that, but it's 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 a it's a reach and monetization kind of thing. Which is um, if you go to Amazon and you look for, there are so many authors out there who are um, amazing. I mean, they're selling you know tens of thousands of books, but they're not very online savvy, and they're not necessarily. Um, they might have a lot of platform on, on Amazon, but not really anywhere else, you know. And um, you can reach out to those people, especially, again, I mean, being authentic about it and find people, you know, read the books, make sure you really like their work uh, and you resonate with it. But find, you know, what we call like niche mates, you know, find people that are in your field but not don't do exactly what you do, um, who have a lot of platforms, and interview those people, um, you know, offer to interview those people. And they're going to share. I mean, if you're doing every every podcast interview is a joint venture. So, you know, you're doing that with them. At the end, you have a product, which is your podcast. Um, that is going to help you get a lot more uh, downloads because they're going to be able to push that out on their, you know, if they have a Facebook. I mean, I've, you know, um, you know I've interviewed people that have, um, uh, you know, Facebook fan pages of 500,000 people. Um so, you know, uh, when somebody posts a podcast, they listen to my conversation with Doug Barresta to, you know, 500,000 people on Facebook. I think now the way Facebook works, uh, if you have 500,000 listeners, it now reaches 10, right? Is that the, uh, <laughs> that the, new, the, new, the new Facebook uh, equation? I guess. It sounds like a uh, heck of a lot of people. It's, um, so, you know, Facebook, um, you know, or they'll send it out to their list or they'll send it out. They'll tweet about it. Uh, those are great ways to expand your reach. Um, also to remember, you know, what if I don't do, um, but what if I don't do, um, you know, if I don't, what if I don't interview? Well, still, you're going to use that, that curation strategy, uh, what I was talking about, where you find thought leaders and feature their work and send them, you know, and send them a podcast. They're going to share that as well. They'll share your podcast about their book or blog. You don't even have to ask them to. They'll do it because it's a great testimonial for them. So that's a great way to expand your reach. Um, social media is a good way to get more listens. So ask, um, go into LinkedIn, go into groups uh, in your field and find the influencers. Find the people that are commenting a lot, you know, people that have, uh, people that are very active on social media and then reach out individually and tell them about your podcast and ask them to share. And that, you know, a podcast is really um, a way to expand you know, if you do this right, you can expand your reach every single day. You know, I expand my reach every day. Every day, I'm meeting someone new, at least one new person, um, and expanding my world. And as an author, you know, we need to expand our reach in order to get our books out there um, in a in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Because there certainly are a lot of groups on LinkedIn. Just about anybody can find a group that has something to do with their topic. 
and then just find who are the people who comment a lot in that group, the influencers. Chances are pretty cases, good that they have a, a, a good following. Exactly. In all cases, you know, one post from the right person can increase your downloads by, you know, a couple thousand. Trust me. It's amazing, you know, the nature of social media. Um, there are just certain people who are very good, who are very good at engaging. And so, you know, my thing is don't reinvent the wheel. Um, find people that already have platforms and connect with them and ask them to give you, it's kind of like, that's been my whole experience in this whole journey is, you know, people will give you a hand up if you if you if you come from a place of service and you have something to offer and you do a good podcast, you know, you do a really good podcast that people like, uh, people will share it. So how do you make sure that you do a good podcast? Right. Are there particular question. tips? Yes. One thing I think is really important is first of all, um, in the very beginning of a podcast, um, and this is kind of like a speaking thing too, you know, you go to speak and people, hi, my name is Doug, I'm so glad I came here, I came from LA, and people talk to Because they don't care that my name is Doug and they don't care that I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's the what's in it for me. So you've got to address in the very beginning of a podcast. Those first couple, those first 10 to 30 seconds are the most important. And so what I always do is I, I really, you know, like for the coaching show, I'll say something like, you know, um, when I start, Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Coaching Show. This is a show we help you, coaches, speakers, therapists, and authors, to work less, earn more, and help more people through creative content marketing. So I'm immediately explaining the benefit, and I'm getting excited, you know, and I say, we have a great episode for you today. You know, um, you know, my, uh, you know uh, my guest today is Judy, and we're going to be talking about books. And, you know, how many of you uh, are authors or want to be authors, but you want to know how to take things to the next level? So I'm piquing their interest, and um, and giving them, you know, so you want to start off that way. You want to start off like you jumped on stage. Uh, too many podcasts I listen to, you know, people do, hello, my name is Doug, and I, blah, you know, <laughs> and you just, you're like, I'm asleep, because people will, you know, they'll instantly, it's so quick, you know, the decision of whether to stay or go is so quick. So really grabbing people from the very beginning with what's in it for them and, and stating the benefit, that's one big piece that'll prevent drop-off. The other piece is, um, I forget who said this, I, I need to give her credit, but uh, said we're all in the travel business. You know, if you're a transformational person, which I think, you know, most people that, you know, are authors are people that want to help people change their lives or they want to see the world be a better place in some way, whether that's, you know, being a better real estate investor or being healthier or living longer, whatever it is. Um, but the idea is that you want to take people from one state emotional state to another in a podcast. So you can do a three-minute podcast, and it could be very powerful if you take people from one emotional charge to another. So if you can tell a story, for example, telling stories is a really powerful way to um, uh, to keep people engaged. And, you know, especially as an author, if you can make people feel like, wow, you gave me goosebumps, you know, um, because you took me from one emotional state to another in your podcast, then that's really powerful. And the way to do that, quite simply, is is to think about moving people from a negative to a positive or a positive to a negative to a positive. So it could be like something like um, a negative to a positive would be like, um, you know, how many of you out there have had the experience of, you know, trying to get your message out in the world? You know that you have something to share. You know that, you know, you know that um, 
you know, you know that you're called for something more, but it just feels like, you know, every turn you're just smacking your head against the wall. So that's a negative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me tell you a story about someone, you know, let me tell you a story from my book, which is even better, you know, <laughs> let me tell you a story, you know, from my book, or let me tell you a story from, you know, researching my book. And then you leave them with something hopeful and you say, you know, and remember, you know, uh, the world does need your gifts. So, you know, come back next week and uh, I'd love to connect with you. People leave and they go, wow, that was great. I feel like I went on a journey with you. Okay. Well, this has certainly been a wonderful journey, Doug. Um, Thank you. You have taken us from a place of ignorance to a place of knowledge. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Now, if people wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do that? Sure. Um, so, first of all, I mean, if anybody wants to, I'd be glad. I mean, I'd be glad to. Uh, uh, if anybody just wants to directly contact me, uh, I'm always happy to do that. I'll just give you my. Uh, it's uh, Doug at coachesin.com. So Doug at c o c h e z i n g dot com. So if anybody ever just wants to, you know, just contact me, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. Uh, to, to answer any questions they might have, uh, but if um, I also have a, um, uh, if people want to listen to, I have a, a free audio um, at standoutandbeheard.com. That's standoutandbeheard.com uh, about how to get your message out in a big way, and so it has some other strategies that I haven't talked about today um, about you know how to get your message out with podcasting. So um, and if people uh, you know sign up for that, then uh, they'll be on my list, and I'll share. I have. Um, I really try to share a lot of great content, you know, with my, um, uh, you know, with people. So, uh, so that's another way they can uh, stay in contact with me. Great. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we have another teleseminar coming up next month that um, you should put down on your calendar on December 18th from 1 to 2 Eastern. Our speaker will be Sue Rocco. Sue is the founder, producer, and host of the radio show, Women to Watch. From C-suite executives to fashion icon Norma Kamali to the founder of Take Our Daughters to Work Day, Rocco has brought attention to not only successes, but to the challenges, doubts, and even failures faced across the board by women trying to make it in their chosen career. In this presentation, Rocco will discuss the benefits of a guest spot on the radio to promote your book and your brand and how to come prepared for that radio interview. So we go from podcast to radio, different ideas to help you get your message out about your book and your career. So once again, thanks so much to Doug Forrester. We look forward to seeing everybody next month on December 18th. Have a great day. Bye-bye.